Thank you very much. Great worship tonight. Great. Thank you. Well, Paul, (laughs) you know where that little case went that had the clicker in it? Okay. I'm finally deciding to use it one night. Now I can't find it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> tonight has been so enjoyable. All of you coming up and uh, doing your skits and things. Um, that's all right. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I know everybody did. I want all of you to give each other a hand for all the skits that you did tonight. Great job. <clears throat> some of them funny, some of them a little more serious. And uh, all in all, the skits were really good. Y'all like being in the dark? Yeah. I don't like y'all being in the dark. I can't see y'all. And and you know what? And when those lights are shining on me, I feel like they're trying to put the focus on me. I don't want the focus to be on me. I want it to be on God's Word, okay? And if it's lights are shining on me, I feel like y'all are just staring at me. I'd rather you pick out a spot on the wall and stare at that and think about what I'm talking about. Wow. Uncle Paul here gets my thing set back up. All right. This morning, um, we talked about, and we had the little illustration up here of the vine and the branches and the fruit from the branches. And we talked about the vine being Jesus Christ. We talked about the branches being what? Say us. 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 Okay. All of us, everybody, every believer is the branches. And so that means that the people that we go after, the strangers, or the uh, like, um, like Philip did in the story back on Monday night, or or uh, maybe um, any strangers here that we met this week at at camp, or or whatever. Those people are what the man. I'm so glad y'all heard this this morning. The fruit, the fruit. If you got the vine and you got the branches and you got the fruit, right? So if Jesus Christ is the vine and we're the branches, then the people that we're reaching to is, is, and, and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with is our fruit. Okay? Alright. We will get that for tonight, so, cause I'm gonna quiz you again. <laughs> Alright. Thank you, sir. Um, I haven't used this all week, and finally, I decided to use it. And we forgot about it, didn't we, sir? <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's no problem. It's no problem. Um, but I really did enjoy your skits, and um, I know that everybody did. And um, like I said, there were some serious moments in some of them that um, was really Really good. And I'm not going to pick any special ones out to say any were better than others because I wouldn't want to do that. Because uh, I think they all had great uh, laughter and great meaning to them. Okay? 
he's almost there. And then, then I can go ahead to what I was going to do. But I'll tell you what we can do real quick. Let's open with you asking God to be with you tonight, specifically with you, and letting you get something from his word. So bow your head and close your eyes and take just a minute to do that. Dear Father, I just uh, lift the whole building of people up to you tonight, Lord. I know that you're here with us, and Lord, I just ask you to open the ears, the minds, and the hearts and souls of each person in here. And I ask you to give me some words to help them along their way in their life and help them understand more of what they read. And more of what you want to tell them. We love you and thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Thursday night. We're ready. We're training to win. I bet y'all didn't know that, did you? Hey, how about the Olympic Games today? That was pretty cool. I enjoyed watching that also. Got to see uh, some inside. Got to see the um, some of the swimming and stuff like that. And uh, I look forward to what else you'll be doing throughout tonight after we get finished in here. Okay, um, so this morning when we looked at the uh, vine and the fruit, um, or the vine and the branches and the fruit, uh, it, it came from what you were supposed to read, uh, hopefully you did, for Thursday on your blue ribbon, which was John 15, verses 1 through 5. Now, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to stretch it out and go a little further with that because I want you to really hear what God is telling, or yeah, God, but what Jesus himself is speaking to to you, okay? Um, Jesus in this part here is speaking directly to his disciples. How many disciples did he have? I know you learned that in kindergarten, didn't you? How many? Twelve. All right. All right, you're paying attention. Good. Um, Jesus is talking to his 12 disciples when we read this part right here. He told his disciples, after all of this, he also told his disciples to go into all parts of the land and all ends of the earth and, and share the gospel with them, what they have learned, what they have learned from him. Okay, so let me read real quick. If you want to read along with me, you can. We are in um, chapter 15 of John and verse 1 through 5 is where I'm going to start. And it says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking, okay? I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. <clears throat> no branch can bear fruit by, by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
And he goes on in, in verse 5 and says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, connected with me, and I connected with him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay? So remember this as we read. And as I look back, in verse 1, it talks about Jesus is the true vine and God is the gardener. And that's what he's telling us in verse 1. In verse 2 and 3, Jesus tells us through the Scriptures, uh, throughout in the New Testament, that we need to remain connected to him so that we can bear fruit. That's what God is telling us to do. He gave that command to Philip in that story we talked about. And Philip did exactly what he was supposed to do. And what came of it? The Ethiopian man was saved and went back to where the queen's quarters or whatever is, all the queen owns and stuff. And he goes back there. Who knows where it went from there? Because all the Ethiopian people were really mean. Remember, we talked about that. Okay, so Philip talks to this one, and he receives Christ as his Savior. So he takes it and goes back to the kingdom or wherever it's at. And what's he do with it? Well, it don't say. But my thought is he probably shares it with somebody else. And they share it with somebody else. And before you know it, all the queen's court is saved, you know? Who knows what happens? It's just like with us. Jesus is given the command to his disciples to go out and to bear fruit and to make more disciples and make more disciples all through the years up to 2012 and beyond. And here we are in 2012 and we can go out and start being disciples ourselves. Because God has given us the command to share love and share the gospel. Okay, so he plainly tells us in verse 4 that if we remain in him, remain connected with him, that he will remain connected with us. He will never cut you off his vine. He will never turn his back on you. You're the one. Jesus Christ has always been there since he hung on the cross and shed his blood for you. He has always been there, and he always will be there until he comes back to get everybody, okay? He will always be there. If you get disconnected, it's your fault. He wants you to stay connected. He wants to be with you. He wants to have a relationship with each one of us. I've got a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I am tickled to death that I do. My life is so much better than it used to be years and years ago. I lived a worldly life for a long time. It's a lot of junk out there. I don't advise anybody to live that life. Sometimes I think maybe that's why God put me to work with middle school students so I could warn them, don't live the life I lived. Oh, I didn't want you to see that yet. <laughs> okay, 
So Jesus says that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain connected to him. So remember that. And we cannot bear fruit unless we remain connected to Jesus Christ, okay? No, no, uh, forget that. I lost that whole sentence, didn't I? <laughs> Let's go and read. Verse 9, I want to drop down there and read this because these are, this is direct from Jesus talking. So listen to what he is saying to us, okay? As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. That's simple. Everybody understand that? If you don't understand that sense, raise your hand. I'll explain it. But that's so simple in understanding. You want me to explain it? Jesus is saying, if we, as the Father has loved Him when He was here, he has loved us. He's talking to his disciples, all of us. He's talking to everybody that he died for. He loves us. And if you love everybody else the way that he has loved us, then the, then the love of God will remain in you. And if the love of God remains in you, then you're in good shape. That's the way it's supposed to be. Okay? I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, he speaks to his disciples. If you do what I command, let me read that again. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in his name. This is my command. Love each other. So Jesus is, is directly telling his disciples. And like I say, as he did, he told them to go and, and love everybody. And if they went and they loved each other, People would see this. And if they shared that love with others, and they shared the gospel of Jesus with others, then others would come to know him. And they would know, come to know the love of God. Bearing fruit has some different meanings. I'm going to give you three things. Number one, living a life for Christ and staying connected with Christ. 
bearing fruit, number one. Bearing fruit, number two, sharing God's love with everyone. And number three, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone you meet. How many of you can say, and I don't want you to raise hands, I want you to just think it in your head. How many of you can honestly say, I share Jesus Christ with everybody I meet? I don't know if y'all can. I, I could be the first to raise my hand and say, I don't do it. I don't share it with everybody I meet. I really want to, but I don't. So I'm not doing what God commands me to do all the time. Sometimes I do, but God didn't say do it sometimes. He said do it all the time. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to love sometime. He told them to love all the time. This morning I give you a... a um, what was it? A statement. And the statement said, Abiding in Christ is necessary in order to us doing any good here on earth. So abiding, living a life in Christ, it's necessary for us to do anything. I got a better statement for tonight. This one is really neat. So listen to it. It says, or read it with me, A life of faith. In the Son of God is incomparably the most excellent life a person can live in this world. Think about that. A life of faith in the Son of God, there's no comparable life to it. You cannot have any comparable life. Satan can give you all kinds of garbage and stuff that's fun. He can give you a lot of fun stuff, but nothing has any meaning. The only meaning it has is to get you deeper into more trouble. The best, absolute best life you can have is a life of faith in the Son of God. And if you have that, then your life will go really well. Another statement is if you put your life, and listen to this good, because I want you to repeat it back to me in just a minute. If you put your life, your trust, your hope, and your dreams into Jesus Christ, you will, without a doubt, have the best life that you could possibly have. And I want you to put yourself in that, and I want you to follow my words. I'll give you a few at a time. And I want you to think as you say this, and I want you to say it out loud. I want you to say it with meaning, because I want you to understand what Jesus is telling us. If I put my life, my trust, my hope, and my dreams... Into Jesus, Christ, into Jesus Christ, I will have, without a doubt, the, the best life that I could possibly have. Amen. 
And you know what's cool about that? You know what's cool about that? Tell me. It don't stop when we die here. When when your time's up here on earth, whether it's whenever you're, you know, 18, 20, 25, 50, 80, 91, 106, ever how many years you live on this earth, when you fall asleep, as you call it, die, but when we fall asleep from being on this earth, it doesn't end. If you put your life in Christ, you get to go on forever. Forever. So that means, whether you like it or not, if you accept Christ as your personal Savior and you put your life in Him, you get to see me again one day. Long time from now. Okay? Alright, that'd be cool. We've talked all week about training to win. And we've talked about living our life for Jesus Christ. And although we have a short session in the morning, tonight is really uh, the wrap-up session, I guess, of the week. And before we have our unbond bonfire. Um, But it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some of you taking that step. It's like when it's like when people a baseball player hits a home run and he goes around the bases and then he comes and he goes in the dugout and all the fans are roaring. So he comes back out and tips his hat, you know, again for hitting a home run. Well, you know what? Man, getting saved is about 70 billion times better than that. So I look forward to tonight when we have the bonfire of some of you taking that step of coming forward and maybe talking about it or just letting people understand that that you took that on this week. You accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. Or maybe you haven't. Maybe there's some of you sitting out there that are still scared to do this. If you're one of them, tonight's your night. You've got to think and take this step. Why do you have to do it? <sighs> because Jesus loves you so much. And he's going to lose you if you don't take that step one day soon. And you know what? I think it breaks God's heart every time one of us refuse him. Every time someone on this earth, no matter where they're at on this whole earth. If they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and they refuse Him, I think it breaks His heart. I really do. He's got a big heart. I don't want to break His heart. Think about the step 
You have to be ready to take it. But you need to think about, are you ready to take that step if you haven't? If you have taken that step, then listen to what Jesus tells people. I just read his words tonight. I'm not telling you this. This is what Jesus Christ is telling you. Listen to him. Don't let the world consume you. Christians need to stand up. We need to stand up for our rights as Christians. They take stuff out of schools all the time. Pretty soon they're going to want to take the Bibles out of church or something. Who knows what they're going to do as time goes on. Christians have to stand and love each other and show that. And we have to reach out to the unsaved. I mean, you really think about it. We talked about Sodom, that story. And and you talked about, you know, Lot getting his family out there, but all them people losing their lives. Do you, do you think God wanted that? No, he didn't want it. He wanted them to, to turn to him and to be saved and to live a good Christian life. But some people just don't. Don't be one of them people. Don't be one of them people. Okay? I'm going to pray. And as I pray, if any of you, I don't care who you are, how old you are, it doesn't matter. If you need to talk to someone tonight, please get up out of your seat and walk up here and stand. You don't have to face them. Face up here. And when I finish my prayer, if you want to talk to me, I'm here. If you want to talk to your counselor, they'll get up and come and get you. Please don't let tonight get away from you. We've had a great week. I've seen you have lots of fun. I've also seen some of his heart change. I've got to know some of you. I've met some strangers. And I've shared the gospel about three times with you. So when you walk out of here tonight, if you walk out a non-Christian, if you haven't accepted Christ and you walk out, you're not refusing me and my word. You're refusing God. So think about that, okay? I'm going to pray. Dear Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for letting us look into your word. God, I just pray that if there's anyone in this room, I just ask you to please, anybody in this room that needs you in their life, whether it's for rededication, whether it's for first-time salvation, or whether they just need to talk to somebody, to pray with them. Lord, please give them the nerve just to walk forward and come and stand right here where we can help them. Lord, I, I just feel like there, everybody in this room has not accepted you as their personal Savior. And it really burdens my heart tonight. Lord, I pray to you strongly for this. Thank you for a wonderful day, Lord. Thank you for all your blessings you give us. 
Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for the words in your in the Bible that you give us to live by. Lord, just thank you for being you. Thank you for your commands. Please help us to honor them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.